Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I'm so thankful for the fans, my family, obviously, and the good Lord has blessed me in so many ways. Uh, we still got another game. I'll be excited and ready to go for that, but this is just an awesome place. All week, you've been saying you've got to focus. You let yourself feel it, but you got to focus. At what point did you just let it all sink in? Um, probably about now. Um, just the end of it, having a chance to go back out there, just, I don't know, I'm at a loss for words. I'm just so thankful for these fans and this place. Um, there's no, no place like it. That has been Roethlisberger, of course. That was quite the scene yesterday in Pittsburgh, and I think uh, I'm a sucker for those moments, you know. Yeah. It felt Cal Ripken-esque a little bit. Uh, it, 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 when you get the chance to have those moments, like, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, like, we know Coach Krzyzewski, right, is leaving Duke. I think we'll get a little bit of that toward the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it with other players. But I think it's kind of nice. I mean, Pittsburgh's a good place. You know, they're a good fan base, uh, no doubt about it. They've seen a lot of great players. But how about the stat of Ben Roethlisberger? He's only started two games in his career <laughs> when, when they were out of playoff contention. Yeah. Two games yeah. in 18 years. Yeah. I mean, you talk about feast or famine, the haves or have-nots. I mean, we are in the famine and the have-nots place here in Jacksonville well, when it comes to that, those kind of stats. And Mike Thomas never had a losing season. It's unbelievable. In career. Yeah. And listen, I think Mike Thomas is a very good coach, but it also will show you that what the, the culture of an organization helps, right? I mean, and that's maybe the best example. I know Green Bay is a good organization. I know Patriots now are a great organization. But the, the Pittsburgh Steelers... They started off awful mm -hmm. in their franchise's history for a while. And now they've had three coaches in, like, the last 50 years, whatever it is, right? They've had yeah. three coaches in their lifetime in the NFL. And uh, they built something there, and they continued it. And, again, I think Mike Tomlin's a very good coach. Yeah. But you can be a very good coach and still have, like, a down year. Yeah. And, and they just don't allow for it. You know, they yeah. just don't. Uh, you know, that year a couple years ago when Ben went out and they still were able to win, like, eight games, that said a lot. Well, and just, like, I watched that game last night, and just what a – what an epic way to play your final game in, in Pittsburgh. You know, yeah. like the, the, the whole Najee Harris touchdown, then they, they get an interception, so he gets to, you know, take a knee one last time. Then Tomlin calls the timeout and tries to get him another knee, but, you know, they didn't follow through with it, unfortunately. But um, it was, you know, it's, it's like the, it's like the, the, the perfect ending uh, to your career of playing at home. I mean, I'll be honest, I was a little worried in the first half because the guy came out like Kobe Bryant, like his last game. I mean, he, he was on pace like 100 passes that game in the yeah, first quarter. He had 20 like... completions for 98 yards. <laughs> yeah. So, he, uh, you know, he's coming out at hot. One time. <laughs> but, I mean, at least he won, and at least he got to take that final knee. It was cool. Ben Roethlisberger, 18 years. And his stats are, obviously, he's got two Super Bowls. Yeah. Right? And that, that really tells the story. He's been an incredible player. He hasn't been, like, the best player. Right? He, he's not the best of his gen. There's too many good Well, Tom Brady, by the way, dwarfs everybody. It's like asking yeah. Bill Mickelson to be the best in a Tiger Woods era. And so, but still, I mean, there was Peyton. There was Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. There was Brady. Mm -hmm. There's been Russell Wilson. There's been Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there are now newcomers like Mahomes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, been a lot of guys and he's been one of the best but he's very philip rivers with two super bowls in my estimation well, is that, that fair i like that yeah it's a good comparison but yeah. he was able to win 
and he, he won more games, game. and they knocked on the door more times. But, hey, now, they had some disappointing time. I mean, 2017 was about as bad as you could get for Ben against the Jags, if you think about those two games. Yeah, know? for sure. No, it was, you know, he's, I don't know, it, it's, and he said it himself, like he always did it his own way. His career, though, I mean, you know, he was always surrounded by, it seemed like, fantastic defenses. And they always had some pretty dang good players, whether it was Le'Veon Bell, whether it was, you know, Antonio Brown for a while. Like, you know, he, he was in a, a good situation, but then he also elevated that team as well. So don't take anything away from Ben Roethlisberger. But I think it's a testament to just the longevity that he had because, I mean, the, the dude's a big dude. They call him Big Ben for a reason, but he took some shots now, right? <laughs> I mean... Um, those hips look a little rugged. You know, those his hips, there, there's some tread on those tires, I guess I would say, more than anything. I get nervous thinking about the start of Trevor Lawrence's career, as good as a talent as he is yeah. and, and expected to be. But I'm nervous about the 10 touchdowns, 17 picks, the 58, 59% completion percentage, the lack of wins, everything else, the noise. Because you take a guy like Ben and... He wasn't nearly as big a prospect coming out of Miami of Ohio, I, I think, as in terms of as good a prospect as a guy like Trevor. Sure. And But he got off to a good start. He was 13-0 and his rookie year. He didn't have to do anything. Like, Russell Wilson got off to a good start. He didn't have to do as much. Tom Brady got off to a good start because he didn't have to do as much. Now, Dak we, listen, those guys made plays. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not taking anything away from him. But you have to remember, Ben Roethlisberger, who he turned out to be, was not that guy in his rookie year in 04. Russell Wilson, same way. Tom Brady, same way. These guys evolve as quarterbacks. But the problem is... Will you get a chance to evolve, you know? Yeah. I mean, it takes five, six, seven, eight years to really master that position in the NFL sometimes. That's why you see Rodgers and Brady and Wilson and, and Ben play so great during the 30s. You know, when they're 31, 32, 33, sure. they understand the game. It slows down. The problem in Jacksonville, the problem with a lot of young quarterbacks, they don't get to that point to let the game slow down because they have too much negativity and not enough of uh, equity built in to keep their job for that long. But now, Brent, it's to the point, though, in the way you know NFL offenses are ran is that we're so spoiled. We're accustomed to Patrick Mahomes his second year becoming an MVP. Lamar Jackson his second year Herbert. becoming an MVP. Herbert, Burrow. Like, we're you're used to these young guys. All right, okay, you had your rookie year to, to, to learn the ropes. Okay, time to go to an MVP award now or time to go to the playoffs. Like, that's what we expect from our starting quarterbacks now. I think Trevor's still a long ways away from that just because, well, does he have the talent around him to facilitate that? On paper right now, definitely not. But, like, that's where we are right now as in football fandom where it's like, all right, it's your second year. Go out there and go to the playoffs. Let's go. Yeah, and that – yeah. That's not, uh, it's not easy. It's not fair, maybe. That's because it is. doesn't all work. And, you know, but then there are the examples of Peyton Manning, who really struggled, really struggled. I mean, Andrew Luck won games, but again, his numbers weren't like, he had some wild things and he did a lot of good things, but it wasn't like Andrew Luck was better a couple of years later, is my point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think now you see a guy, like, what's interesting here is you see a guy like Baker Mayfield where we thought he was turning the corner, yeah. and now he's backtracking. Now maybe because of injuries or other things, but he's backtracking so much so that I'm not sure anybody's going to touch him right now. You have a guy like Kyla Murray who was so electric and athletic, but then definitely took a step in year two, and now year sure. three, like where he is as a quarterback, yeah. you can tell he's totally different than what he was early on. So that gives you a little hope, even mm -hmm. though it wasn't like Super Bowls and 13-2 and two records and all this stuff. So I'm just going to be honest, though. I say It makes me nervous because I've seen it here in Jacksonville before where by next year, 
I expect Trevor to take a big jump statistically. I expect Trevor to take a big step growth-wise. I expect him not to have to deal with all the bull that he had to deal with this year. But I don't necessarily think they're going to go 10-6 and six and, and go in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. And so where's the noise going to be by next year because you started in such a bad place? Like, even if you got better, it's still not where everybody else is, like where Burrow is right now, right? So that makes me a little bit nervous because I want to get to a quarterback, especially one that has talent like this, and I want to get to year five, six, seven with him yeah. because I want to see that growth. Because that's where the growth really manifests itself. If we can somehow get Trevor Lawrence enough success, enough around him to buy that time, build that equity, and get to that part where everything gets a little easier for him. You know, it's funny that we bring up Joe Burrow because I remember going on this long-winded TED talk about how that Jaguars-Bengals uh, Thursday night game was so important because it's like, you're, that's what you're trying to be. Now, at the time, I didn't foresee the Bengals winning the division, but here we are now. But, like, I just saw I saw a second-year quarterback in Joe Burrow that had confidence. I saw Zach Taylor, a guy that people wanted out of town, turn things around, and now, you know, his players obviously like playing for him. And at the time, I saw Urban Meyer, okay, off to a rough start, but hopefully it all turns around. Well, it didn't, and now you're not, you know, you're out of a job. But, like, that's still what you need to try to admire to be now the head coaching you're, you're behind the eight ball once again because you got a first year guy new regime new scheme all that stuff so you're at a disadvantage there but if you look at like what the Bengals did in the draft if you look at what the Bengals did in free agency you know that's a team that you can try to mirror around because they built around joe burrow they put their faith in joe burrow and said we'll give you everything that you need we'll listen to you we trust you can you pay us back with your performances and if you watch the past couple weeks in the nfl Joe Burrow's been doing that and then some. Yeah, and, and again, what happens when you put up those kind of numbers, the mistakes you make, like missing a receiver or throwing a bad pick, you get squashed. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. And, but when you're not winning everything, I think that's the one thing that I would defend Trevor with. That I've seen quarterbacks all around the league miss throws that Trevor missed this year. I've seen him make stupid mistakes. Like, what are they throwing? Uh, and some that I categorized like the other day. Trevor, what was that? That was a stupid mistake, yeah. right? And, and why didn't you make that read or this read, even as a young quarterback? Like, that's fair game. But I'm telling you, I saw other great quarterbacks around the league do the same. I brought up Aaron Rodgers a couple weeks ago when he missed Lazard in the end zone. Like, he was yeah. wide open and he overthrew him. Yeah, and yeah. so it happens. I just feel like in Jacksonville right now, there's so much on this guy, and we have so much expectation for him, and there's nothing else good happening that when he misses a guy, and Tavon Austin's running in the back of the end zone, and he, and he throws it wide to him, we're like, what the hell, man? Thought you were a generational guy. Well, I think other people do that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But we're not allowing him to have some of those misses. We're not giving him the rope. I just hope we get to a point, and again, this isn't making an excuse for Trevor. I don't know where he's going to be in five, six, seven years. I'm just hoping he's good enough to buy himself some time. They get good enough around him, and he can build up some equity with the fan base and with management and with the league in terms of his, his rise as a player mm -hmm. so we can see that next level because I'm convinced of this. In the NFL, I don't, Mahomes might be an exception, and there might be an exception here or there. But the bottom line is how good Tom Brady was his rookie year versus year six. Russell Wilson, we are one versus six. Rodgers is a little different because he sat for so long. But they were night and day different as the quarterbacks of their football teams is my point. Sure. No, absolutely. But like I said, man, that, that time frame now has shortened. 
Like Burrow's showing you that. Yeah, yeah. Herbert's showing you that. Lamar Jackson's showing you that. Kyler Murray has shown you that. I mean, you can go up and down on, on these. I mean, Josh Allen, I'm not sure like what his second year was compared to his first year. I mean, yeah, probably it was better. better. It got better. Yeah, it got better. Not like you know MVP talk or anything, but like the window, you know, the the windows cl- it's it's closed down. Now. It's, it's, it's closed down, and you know, you just hope that. Yeah, I think it'll take Trevor more than two years to get to that Joe Burrow status, get to that Justin Herbert status, because just the guys that he has around him. But yeah. you hope eventually he can get there. Yeah, and that's the point. Like you just, you brought up the, you said it. Those guys, and, and nobody would deny this. They all have better stuff around them to work with. Yes. Right, and so therefore they're put in a better position to succeed. Yeah. I always say this in any walk of life, we want to be put in a position to succeed. Mm-hmm. And right this year, the biggest mistake of the Jacksonville Jaguars is they put this kid in a position to fail. Like, they put him in that. Nobody would deny that. Whether you think he's good, bad, and different, nobody's going to deny that. They put him in a position to fail. Mm-hmm. They tried. They thought they were putting him in a position to succeed, but they didn't. Yeah. And these other quarterbacks, they are doing that. They're drafting Jamar Chase. They're trading for DeAndre Hopkins. They're making these kind of moves. Will the Jags do that enough in the offseason to say, you know what, I don't care if we suck on defense. I don't care if we can't kick and we can't stop a, a kick return. But we're going to put everything we can into surrounding Trevor Lawrence to find out to help him succeed and find out how good he can be. Yeah. Because the bottom line is, we can say he didn't perform as well as he should have, and I agree with that. But he also didn't have a lot to succeed with, and we know that. A lot of people let him down, from the coaches to the players to everything else. That's a fact, as much as it is that we don't know how good he is. It's a fact. Jackson's got to find them a disgruntled receiver like DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not saying Antonio Brown, so keep, <laughs> keep that out of your head right now. But I'm saying, are there any disgruntled receivers out there? Maybe you didn't get the targets that you wanted. Maybe you want a new contract. Let's take a look at Jackson. We'll see what they can offer you. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right. Well, to that yeah. point, uh, Stephen, and I hope you still listen, Stephen. I know it took a little while to get to this. Oh, yeah. But he brings up, would you trade that number one pick? Everybody wants to trade out. Most people want to trade out of the number one pick. Casey's like, I want to trade up. The, listen, we can all say that. Do you know how many times the Jags have had a top five pick recently, a top ten pick? Do you know how hard it is to trade out? First of all, teams are not as willing. And secondly, there has to be a lot of quarterbacks and quarterback needy teams. Thirdly. Yeah, yeah. So you, you just this year, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Jags got unlucky. They got lucky last year. The guy was there when they were the number one pick. They've got unlucky in the past. Like 2013, they had the number two pick, and there was nobody in that damn draft. The draft sucked. Well, yeah, that's, that's, I, you bring up a great. I was going to bring that up right now. The 2013 draft, where Eric Fisher went number one, and then Luke Jokel goes number two. Like I, I don't remember. Like was Eric Fisher the unequivocally he was the number one pick? Like that was kind of, or was it? No, back it was and back forth. And forth. Okay, it was. it was back and forth. It was back and forth. And if you look at that draft class, I mean, the first quarterback to go would have been E.J. Manuel. Um, wow, out of Florida State, number si- pick number sixteen. And then the quarterback, I think, doesn't go into the second round after that. It was. There's so, only one quarterback. So, obviously, it was a very weak quarterback class, one could say, like this year's quarterback yeah. class, depending on what happens. This one might be better than that. We'll see. But my point is is that, I mean, were teams trying to trade up for Luke Jokel? Were teams no. trying to trade up for Eric Fisher or for Deion Jordan? Probably not. No. Now, maybe it's different with Thibodeau and it's different with Hutchinson, but I don't I think don't so. Know. No. Yeah. And so that's the that's, point. And I think yeah. that's why Steven's point is relative. Uh, or relevant, I should say, is DK Metcalf, if they do want to blow it up, would you go trade for him? To your, like, he's not disgruntled, but no. would you go trade for him? Um, we can use his, his conversation of 
Denver. They have a lot of wideouts. Yeah. Would you go try to grab one of them and maybe somebody else? Now, listen, depending on who you're going to get, it's going to be a package of picks. I think I said this to you in break. I don't, I don't think I said it to you on air. Maybe I did. What about the Saints? If Sean Payton's trying to redo this thing in, in New Orleans, would they be willing to give up Michael Thomas, who's yeah. a, an expensive guy, hasn't played much, so you're going to have to throw some draft capital in too, but maybe not as much draft capital get to number one pick because you're also throwing in Michael Thomas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's different ways to do this. If you go back and look at Washington and what they traded up for to get RG3, you look up Mitchell Trubisky trade in Chicago, what they had to give up to get him just to move up the one spot. I don't think the Jags are going to have the luxury of getting that kind of draft capital. Sure. And to be honest with you, people, I'm tired of the damn draft capital. This organization <laughs> has sucked at picking it and using it. And so I don't want it. Go get me a player, even if I have to pay for him, that is going to help the young quarterback out, that has proven to be a good player. And if that's the case, whether it's Michael Thomas, a DK Metcalf, a, a, a Jerry Judy, a, you name your guy, well, then I might be willing to do that dance rather than risk the Jags screwing up a number one overall pick. Let me ask you, oh, I don't know if I want to do this or not. Would you pursue Calvin Ridley? No. No? No. Based off that, okay. Listen, you can't, here's why you can't do that. Okay. You can't do that because you don't know what's going on in his head. Sure. And, and you just had something similar you feel like with like a C.J. Henderson in kind of in that yeah. you know in that regard yeah. we don't know exactly but it felt similar yeah and you had the problems with justin blackman in the last 10 years and you've had the problems with telvin smith i just don't yeah, think you can do point. that i just you can't do that dance man like yeah. you have got this is why this is why i say less draft picks might be better and and maybe don't you don't have to worry about all the capital but go get a good player that you know has stats and can put that stuff up because at least you're getting somewhat of an absolute now you can't guard against in in the rest but yeah. the risk you take in the draft is you really don't know how the player's going to pan out i don't care what the hell your scouts tell you yeah. we know that we've learned that i mean that's that's been a mistake after mistake for jacksonville but if i can go get myself a player that doesn't come with one red flags and two has proven that he can play in this nfl mm -hmm. then i think i'd be willing to do it and i do think the wide receiver position is one that i would covet more than others yeah michael well, thomas fact, is I just as risky though as calvin ridley he, what he hasn't played Why, football in two years. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And you've but never seen him without Drew Brees. Getting a fight with his teammate or something? Yeah. Listen, I, I do think, by the way, I think there's a lot of risk in Michael Thomas. A lot of people have asked about Michael Thomas, and I'm quick to say he hasn't played in two years. Mm -hmm. But I'm just giving scenarios that maybe would present itself that Peyton and Thomas don't seem to get along that well. Yeah. And he also has been injured, and he's an expensive price tag. If you're starting over, perhaps, and you want a young quarterback like a picket, you move up ahead of Detroit, maybe New Orleans makes sense. I'm not saying you pull the trigger. It would depend on what they give you. But it would be an option, potentially. And wide receiver is something I covet. I would also do this. Oh, okay. Think about this. Think about a guy like Wag Bobby Wagner might be out as well, another expensive guy. Yeah. Does he help you transition into more of a winning team, even though he's yeah. late in his career? These are the guys that this yeah, organization's been unwilling to get. That doesn't help Trevor, though. No, I'm I mean, saying, but I'm saying if you got Metcalf and a Wagner, who they're trying yeah. to unload because they don't, they're restarting. Yeah. Maybe you got both of them. I mean, what? The one guy I would probably take on a long, and it wouldn't just be for a, a, the first pick of the draft. You have to kind of swing this a little bit. But assuming that Pickett is the best quarterback of this draft class, which I, I'm sure he is right now, and assuming that Pittsburgh is that desperate to get him 
in Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Casey, thoughts? As long as it's not Claypool. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Deontay that, that Johnson's a monster. Five seconds. So, yes, I would Yes, I would do that. Yeah. Target hog, they call him, Brent. Yeah, listen, a guy them. like that, a guy like yeah. that would be good. <laughs> yeah, I've had two. Yeah, a guy like that would be good. Uh, and I think, again, Pittsburgh's going to have what? Like the 18th pick? Let's just say. Roughly, yeah. Let's yeah, say the 18th yeah, yeah. pick. Yeah. And so, let's say it's a 20th pick. So you, get, you actually trade the 20th pick, Johnson, mm-hmm. and probably like a third-round pick yeah. for the number one pick. Sure. And so now you're picking 20. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you can go get another young receiver at 20 yeah, you <laughs> if you really want to. Yeah. And, and you've got Johnson. Yeah. And you've got an extra third or a second. And, I, again, I don't know where the chart says how much you're going to get. But yeah. you get my point. And, and so a move like that right now to benefit the Jacksonville Jaguars right now instead of three years from now on rolling the dice that you're going to get the pick right? Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, man. Sign me up. I, I don't know if it's the best way to run your organization in the long term. <laughs> But I also I get don't excited. know in this draft that it's the worst-case scenario for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So you've got to get somebody to dance with you now. Yeah. Somebody on YouTube said the first overall pick to Washington for the third and then McLaurin. <sighs> Scary Terry. Now we're talking, Brad. Uh, again. Because now you get Evan Neal. Oh, can you? Woo! Well, you get Neal and you get Scary what, Terry? What are they at? They're at the what pick? What pick's the Washington at? Did they say the third? That's what, dude said said on, that's what dude said on Facebook. Yeah, third yeah. rounder, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, third so, rounder. So, so, okay, I thought it was a third pick. Yeah, third so you're going to swap first yeah, round picks. You. You're going to get a player. Now, McLaurin might be too good of a player. In that yeah, um, but good. That would be Again, I love the idea of this. Would there be a position other than wide receiver that you would chase in this way? If you don't get one of the pass rushers in the draft... Well, because you could go pass yeah. rusher in the draft, so would it make sense to do that, right? You could yeah, get one I mean, that you know is good. A, Exactly. Okay, but they're like Cleveland's not, not giving, giving up like, Miles Garrett. Yeah. TJ Watt's not going anywhere. It, you, you're not going to get Chase Young. Who's about to get paid that hasn't been? That would be the answer. Somebody that's unwilling to pay who they have and is likely going to yeah. be a free agent anyway. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Yannick Ngakwe. Perfect. <laughs> 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 Comes full circle. Check, checkered flag, everybody. Let's go. Uh, so, anyway, I think that's a fascinating discussion. And one, if I was the Jags brass taking over this thing, I'd look into. I don't yeah. know if it makes sense, but I'd float it out there, man. I want to go after one of those guys because I don't think there's Jamar Chase in the draft this year, even with the Williams kid out of Alabama. I don't think so. Mm. Um, and I'm not taking that kid number one probably. Mm-hmm. So I think there's plenty of value in 20 to 40 picks to go get another top flight wide receiver and one that you could really hit on. But I don't know if there's a slam dunk in this draft at wide receiver. So to your point, how are you going to help your, your rookie quarterback the most? Well, he sure as hell ain't getting a tight end. There's not enough value there. Yeah. So it's got to be wide no Kyle Pitts. Yeah, fascinating discussion, though, and I think one they should entertain uh, down there at Jags headquarters. We'll be back talk more about Jags and the rest of the NFL. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Damn that moment realized that that was going to be his last time playing in Pittsburgh in that stadium with those fans who were so great and have been great for so long for that organization. So the emotions are at an all-time high. And a lot of people are probably saying, hey, 
then take your helmet off. But you're so emotional, man, and, and you want to just want to be in that moment as long as possible because you know things are coming to an end. So I thought it was the proper way. He spoke about the best formation in football offensively. We used to call it six tight diamond. That's victory formation where you can take a knee. And shout out to Fitzpatrick being able to get that interception at the end so Big Ben can take that knee. That's Ryan Clark right there, I believe. I haven't seen a lot of knees getting taken around here, Brent, in terms of victory formation, have we? No. Yeah. Um, I just want somebody that we could have here for 18 years and celebrate. I mean, it have not even been cl close to that. <laughs> so I'd take 15. Who's, who's the longest tenured quarterback here? Is it Brunel or is it uh, Dave? I think it is Gorard. Yeah. It's a good question, an obvious one. Yeah, I think it's Garrard. Garrard. It's a good call, though. I think it would be Garrard. Okay. I'll, I'll look that up for you. And it would really be a shame if it's not Garrard, and if he just had made it through the lunch, it would have been Garrard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Lunch. Good times. Imagine that. There were bad optics back then, too. So just so you know, Garrard, uh, 2002 to 2010, Brunel, 95 to 2003. I can't do the math. Oh, so Somebody else figured it out. That's the same. So it would be kind of very similar. I'd, you'd have to really break it down. Okay. That's pretty close. Um, I mean, if you want to go by games played, Brunel, 120, Dave Card, 86. Is that it? Yeah. Well, so then you'd go Brunel. Okay. I think you'd go Brunel, yeah. All right. Uh, given that, that'd be like, the, if it's about the same years-wise, then it would be that tiebreaker-wise. Correct. Wait, is Gerard, he was 2002? Yes. That's what so it says. I was five. I have no idea. <laughs> that makes sense. I, th I didn't know where he was. I thought he might have been 2003 guy, but fourth-round guy, David Gerard. Pretty good value. Eastern Carolina, correct? Yeah, East Carolina, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be nice to get somebody 15 year, 18 years. I mean, if you seriously get the quarterback that long. Yeah. I wonder if you go around, like, each team and find, obviously, Brady and, and Marino. If you go around the East, the Bills had Jim Kelly. Looks like they'll have Josh Allen for a while right now. Yeah. Uh, the Jets. I mean, I don't, I don't know how, actually, Long Namath was there. Mm -hmm. um, but... I mean, you had a bunch of guys with the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Testaverde was there for a decent amount of time, I want to yeah. say. Uh, I wonder if, like, every organization, as we just bring that up, has had a guy there for, like, a decade plus. That's a good question. You know? I like that. They go up and down. Like, Cleveland doesn't feel like it, but Bernie <laughs> Joe Thomas for a bit. No, I'm talking oh, about yeah. the quarterback I mean, spot. Yeah. Joe oh, my Thomas bad. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking more from the quarterback, quarterback spot. Quarterback spot. Um, um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I bet everybody has. I mean, if you go back to, like, the Arizona days, now it depends what edition of the, the Cardinals – I mean, I don't know how long a guy like Neil Lomax was there, but I Jake felt the like snake. for a while. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, but it'd be interesting. I don't know, just kind of brought up, so you'd really have to go in your encyclopedia knowledge yeah. of, of the NFL. Jake Plummer was in Arizona, right? Yeah. He was, okay. but yeah. not for a very long no, time. No, I know. I just, he also stopped I just off to say in Jake Denver, the snake. didn't he? I believe so, yeah. I, I just remember his rookie card had, he had like a bow constrictor around his neck. Did he for his rookie card? I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. Speaking of... Uh, I don't know if it just became official, but I saw this pass through the newsroom. Are you okay with uh, uh, you're not a big fan of Fanatics buying tops? Is that correct, uh, Casey? That's correct. And why was that again? I feel like we've talked about this before. Because tops is good. They've been doing a good thing for a long time. Like, they make a lot of very good products. So the question will be with Fanatics, uh, 
when you look at tops, you have just, you know, your good old-fashioned tops baseball cards, and then you got the update series, but then you have Heritage and Allen and & Ginner and Archives and so many others. Will Fanatics continue all of those? Will they let Tops continue to run the organization but just own it? There's a lot of questions that still be had. If you go back to just one old-fashioned baseball card product, that's going to suck. Yeah, so that's the question now, right? Will they still be like, if we never saw this transaction take place, would we, would we still know yeah. Tops exists? And, you know, in that sense, like, name your favorite craft beer. I guarantee, like, Budweiser now owns it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But we don't know. Sure, sure, that, sure. That's yeah. the point being. Is like, so do we know, is Tops really changing? Is uh, Or are they going extinct? Do you, Casey, do you think Fanatics is going to get their paws uh, on Tops and try to, like, make some NFTs or something like that and, like, turn baseball cards into NFTs now? Um, I mean, you should try. Not all together, like, completely take it out, but they should at okay. least bring that part into it because it... I mean, we'll, we'll have to see, like, what this is actually. If this is, like, a money grab thing, then, yeah, you probably take over and run everything. But I think the smartest thing to do would be let Tops run their thing, have Fanatics come in if they want to add products, sure. But if they can add the NFT virtual part of it, that would be great because Tops spends all their time putting out the actual card. If Fanatics could spend time on the virtual part, it would be interesting. Sure. Well, it'll be interesting to watch. You you know that world a lot better than me, uh, but I would just say if Tops is not a thing anymore, that's like a piece of the childhood that is left. You know, that, that yeah. was like, to me, I thought Tops was the best. Like, I I was, a, I really collected a lot of baseball cards as a kid. Yeah. And shout out to Upper Deck, shout now, out to Don listen, Russ. Up, upper Deck Good came one. along. I wasn't a Donruss or Fleer guy. Oh, you were committed to one company? I was committed to more oh, tops. No, no, listen. I mean, I had some others. Yeah. Uh, Fleer, I remember, I had, Fleer, like, the NBA. Right. You remember, they had the Michael Jordan uh, rookie card. Okay. And that set, uh, which my buddy had, but there's some good cards from that class, not just Michael Jordan. And uh, Donruss, I was never – I can't remember a card I had of value with Donruss. Mm. I, I really can't th that I had. Now, Upper Deck, Upper Deck became the cool, sleek, like, good-looking card. Yep. And, of course, had Ken Griffey Jr. It was in a 1989. It was a staple Which was, for like, the card. Yes. You know, and it really it was, like, it was the one card I remember saying, man, I'm keeping this because I'm going to be rich someday because I have it. <laughs> How'd that go? It's still, wor it's still worth, like, 80 bucks or something. Yep. Nice. Like, uh, do you know how much is a uh, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card? It, it, it depends. If it's the card I have in my head, more than 80 bucks. Is it? Is it the white border card? Yeah. Yeah, it's worth more than 80 bucks. I like mean, if it's in good shape, I mean, is it in good shape? Yeah, I mean, but, you know, how that goes. Like, it's probably in good shape, but not, like, mint shape. Yeah, you know, a couple hundred. What, you'd be if, okay. If it was in mint shape, what would it be worth? A couple thousand. Oh, thousands. Nice. Yes. Really? Yeah, if it was For perfect, yeah. Really? I didn't I didn't know it had increased that much. Let me go to eBay tonight. Yeah, you do what you got to do. Upper <laughs> Deck, by the way, when I was a kid, they always had the, uh, like, we used to joke that, like, the photos were better. Like, it wasn't a joke. They just were. Like, the upper deck photos were better. The tops photos, like, tops put out a card for, like, everybody. So it was like, hey, we took this photo. That's the one we're using. Upper deck <laughs> would, like, only do, like, half the league, let's just say, for example. And so the they would have more time to, like, get the photos and make them better. So that was interesting. Shout out Fleer, though. Those are my people. 2006 did, Fleer. Did I ever tell you the story about one of the top ten moments that made my mom the most mad at me over a, a, a football card? No. I was in, like, well, maybe, first or second grade, and I had a Sterling Sharp um, upper deck card. Yeah. And 
I remember hearing that if they were autographed, they're worth a lot more money. So I'm like, sweet, I'm learning cursive. I'm going to take a black permanent marker, <laughs> and I'm going to take this Sterling Sharp card, and I'm going to spell, because I'm learning my S's, I'm, I'm going to spell it Sterling Sharp on the card. And I literally got to, like, the, the second S, that, you know, the, of a, like his last name, the, sh- the S, and then also my mom saw it, and she went ballistic on me. But, I mean, it was, it was a harmless mistake. Listen, I appreciate you trying to forge. Hey, I'm trying to hustle. Sterling you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Didn't know it had to be his autograph. He comes down that Caddyshack tournament. We get him on again. We're telling Stone that Trump, story. Oh, we're telling the story for sure. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's wild. That <laughs> That's awesome story. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I and just I remember. See, I mean, you're in, like, first grade. I mean, that's, well, that's not really forging. That's just well, no. and trying to be a good entrepreneur. And, and the moment sticks out to me because my mom, like I said, chewed me out like you wouldn't believe because she was on the phone. And then all of a sudden, phone gets put down and just, what the heck are you doing? Hey, by the way, is it is that fact or fiction, Casey? Autographed card worth more than so a regular card? It's 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 kind of changing now a little bit. So the big thing now is rookies, you get them signed and then you uh, encase them. So that's kind of the big move right now. For a, it, it, it really depends. But if you have a solid rookie and it's in great shape, you might just want to roll with it. But if it's in decent shape but you can get it signed and then cased, then that's probably the route you should go. Okay, so that so is changing. Kind of increase like... Uh, a less minted card. Yeah, exactly. And then because it covers it. I mean, yeah. like literally, and it, you, your eyes go more to the autograph verse. So like when they grade the card, if it's not autographed, they grade the card specifically. But if it's autographed, they'll just put like an autograph grade as well as a card grade. So you can kind of hide the worst card grade in a sense. Yesterday, we talked about ash bats versus maple. <laughs> yes, the ash <laughs> Bats. <laughs> had a great comment on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I love how Brent is trying to really enunciate ash. The ash. Bats. Bats. <laughs> Which I was. I was yeah. really trying. <laughs> I, I was all caution in the wind, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, today I ask you this, Casey. I would love a story. I'm going to have to Google this now, but I want to know somebody who is actually like a card grader. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I do. Like, like, like there's a, there's got to be a whole industry full of people that sure give the grades, whether it's a mint yes. or very good or whatever mints? they do, right? Talk about the gem. Yeah, the there's pen, there's multiple companies out there that do that now. PSA, Beckett. Yeah, I just like almost, so Beckett's still a thing. Oh, I remember the, the Beckett remember books. The Beckett, book? the Beckett books, Beckett man. Books, unbelievable. Wow, yeah. So, so Beckett's still around. I, I'm almost positive it has to be a different Beckett, but I don't know because they're an autograph uh, authentication company, but they're into card grading now. But the main so like, the main one is PSA. Oh, PSA? I've yeah. never heard of that. Um, so, all right, so I don't know if you knew this, Casey. Are you too young to know, like, Beckett used to put out a book where then you could look up your card and see how much it was worth? Oh, that same was company. Bible for a couple it's definitely years, the same like company then. I did not know well, that. Well, I know, but did you, like, were you, did you, were you have too that? young that you didn't have a book because you could just get it online or something or what? I didn't have a book. I probably, like, could have when I was, like, really young. Not, like, in the five, six range, that would have been a thing. But, like, at by the age of, like, nine, I could go online. I would take a highlighter and go through that bucket book every single month. Beckett book was And you take a highlighter of all the ones you got? Yeah, because yeah, it was. Man. It didn't come out, like, all the time, right? No, 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 and, no. And so... Let me ask you one more question. If I went and found uh, Larry Bird, 1986 Flair card, mm-hmm. where would I go to find out now, like, what it's worth? You go to eBay and you'd click sold items. Oh, so eBay will tell you just as much as if you were to Yeah, go to I mean, you could go to PSA's or... website, yeah, and, like, look at some of the recent sales. But, I mean, eBay has an app. Okay. 
Um, interesting. Yeah. I guess that's a way to do it. I like it. That's where the market is. Yep. A lot of cards being sold on eBay still, nowhere else. No, like I mean. Craigslist or. <laughs> uh, no, people use Craigslist. Uh, I mean, people use everything. Well, Craigslist, maybe not. I don't know. But I'm actually surprised I've seen it. like somebody hasn't come up with an app specifically for card trade. Well, people yeah. people use StockX now, and like Facebook Marketplace is a thing, but eBay, Amazon, stuff like that. What year did you uh, say on the Larry Bird, by the way? I was just kidding. I was like 86. I was saying. Uh, well, the 81 Larry Bird rookie uh, PSA 8 just sold for 228 today. $228? <laughs> yes. That's it? That's it. PSA 8, though. Like, 8 sounds good, but at the same time, it's really not. Oh, so that's not, like, a great shape card? I mean, it's it's better than most, but you're shooting for 10, but realistically 9 is what you want. Uh, I see. But, yeah, so that's... It's like my... It's like Ty's perfect game grade. Hey, Brett, I just remembered to you. You want me to blow your mind real quick? Yeah. So the, the Beckett Sports Card Books, right? Yeah. They were made by a company called Krause Publications. If you Google Krause Publications, Iola, Wisconsin was the headquarters of Beckett Memorabilia. My mom worked there when I was in grade school. Really? So wow. I got, I had all the hookups to all the Beckett books. That's yeah. So I mean, like in, my, in my grandma's house, there's like tons and tons of Beckett books that's that we terrific. get. That's terrific. Yeah, Small world story. Small world story, yep. That is great. Uh, one last question, and we'll take a break after this card trading talk here from uh, Topgolf. Um, I don't even know how we got on this. But yep. uh, Casey, is Donruss still around? Yes. Yeah, so Donruss is, is still around. Fleer, that's questionable. I'm not 100% how, on Fleer. How about Upper Deck? Upper Deck lost the rights to baseball, so it's the same thing with Panini in baseball. They okay, put out Panini cards, the game. Yeah. but they don't have the logos of the teams. I see. So Panini is like kind of the new kid on the block, but, Panini but really has good, the, right? Yeah, Panini has the rights to basketball and football and soccer, so like that stuff is really good. <laughs> there are soccer cards? I mean... There are soccer cards, and they're very valuable. Depend, Panini, I mean, huh? You got to yeah. remember, like sounds, soccer's sounds like a sandwich to me. I'm all good. Soccer's the biggest sport in the world. You got to keep that in mind. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that name. I can tell you I this: like that I name. do not own and never have owned a soccer card. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know they made those, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, like on a global scale, yeah. I'm do sure they have golf cards? Like, can they I get do. a Tiger Woods hey, making, card? So that yes, you can, and it's very expensive. But they're making a comeback, actually. Golf. Who else you gonna have? You're gonna have Tiger Woods and who else? Phil. Yeah, you see, my, I give me break. actually look in the mirror now. Casey gave me those shades, and I feel like I look like Phil. I want to start chewing some CBD want, gum. <laughs> just trying to help. Star, hey, I'm gonna say Star Star Six Ninety. If you collect uh, golf cards, call and so I can make fun of you, please. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, Let's but keep hey, within reason. But if you if you collect wrestling figurines, don't worry, we won't make fun. Of hey, you. Man, I got plenty of those. I now. do I have wrestling <laughs> cards, by the way, and UFC. Uh, oh, that's right. There's you. Yeah, break. You have a card? It's just not not yet. <laughs> hey, you get the though. opportunity, Austin, <laughs> don't sign the deal. I'm telling you. Sell yourself oh, and make your good. own money. It's not, it's not that good. Uh, that's let's, an off-air conversation. Let's create more of your cards. <laughs> let's, let's do this. Okay, well, i got to consult with my agent I have uh, plenty of Jacksonville Suns cards, by okay. the way. Yeah. And then on plenty of baseball cards if you want one signed. Okay, nice. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Tuesdays from Top Golf. The show's gone off the rails. Thinking back to where you were earlier in the season, obviously you weren't happy with your playing time now and listening to those chants. Just what's going through your mind? Uh, I'm just glad uh, I got the chance to, to play a little bit more now in the middle of the season. Uh, things are going well uh, for us defensively. You guys are doing a really good job. Uh, it helped me a lot. Uh, not 
not to let them have too many secondary scoring chances, no rebounds. Uh, they cleared the, the way for me pretty well. Um, so they're doing a really good job right now. Oh, yeah. I got it. I think. I mean, I only don't really know, like, two Rangers players. Well, don't spoil it, Brent. Okay. The new segment of 2022, Random Hockey Sound of the Week. Who was it? Why were they interviewing him? Brent probably Googling New York Rangers hockey players right now. Neil Lundqvist. <laughs> what? Henrik Lundqvist? <laughs> Talking about a Henrik Lundqvist? You know he's retired, though, right? I, no, there's yeah. a Lundqvist on the I was going to say Alexis Lafreniere, but I don't think it's him. It's got to be a goalie. So, Igor? Uh, no, but you're on the, the right track. Yeah. Georgiev? Yeah. Georgiev. Georgiev. Uh, See, I only know went there too. He was supposed Dang. to be really good. He was trash beyond belief. And then they benched him, and then they put him in last night, and he played well. Or he's been playing well of this late. This would be great. This would be like Brent um, Brent learns hockey. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, you, so your, first like guys, your first guy is Alexander Georgiev. Write it down. There'll Alexander be a test at the Georgiev. end of the season. Learn it. It's a great name. Really. Did you guys watch the Winter Classic at all? Uh, it was during no. the Rose Bowl. Okay. Casey, no. I forgot, to be honest. I would have. Oh, yeah. I, I, watched, I mean, I, I had a picture-in-picture picture watching. It was that. super cold there. Well, right? yeah, minus, Minnesota. like, 11. Yeah. I actually, I really, the, the scene there is awesome. By the way, did you see the, the hashtag Battle of the Sunsets I tweeted out yesterday? I did not. Oh, I saw you that. Let me check that out Did quick. you see that, Casey? Yeah. I mean, that was sick, wasn't it? It was pretty cool. I'm going to find it for you so you can get it quick. Watch. Check out this thing. It's in, in, it's in a guy's backyard. Look at this. Oh wow, that's not real though, huh? That's a, that's definitely a, a that's not. Look at that. He's got that's a rink, not man, real in the backyard. Look at that. Yeah, man. But the, 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 that's like a that's a filter, Brent. I don't care. It's a video. How can it be filtered? Ah, you can, you can, oh, Brent, you can filter video. Come on, man. You've been in the business for how long? I don't care if it's filtered or not. Look at that. Why is, thing. Why is the ice cut like that green hue around I know, it? I, that's this the is bumpers. this is the biggest that's filter the bumpers I've, for the kids. This is such a filtered job. It's not even fun. What's? It doesn't matter. It's still unbelievable. I, I, I feel like I'm watching Transformers and Michael Bay right now with that kind of filter. You know, listen. I don't skate, and I one once built a volleyball court with sand. Really? At my parents' house. Okay. Yeah. Okay, um, just for just for the summertime? Hanging yeah, out? Okay. when Steph came for the summer, cool. we played volleyball all summer. We That's built, awesome. We shoveled, like, 20 tons of sand into, a, like, a spot. Dang. Yeah. Okay. And they had this patch of grass, and we moved, and then it got, like, never used again. I think my parents still mad at me for it. Yeah. But uh, it would be really cool, even though I don't skate, to have, like, yeah. a hockey, like, to have a rink in your backyard. One, one of my friends I grew up playing hockey with has that in his they backyard. Do? Yeah, because his kids play. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, basketball courts, people have them. I Tennis mean, courts, some people would be really good. I don't know, like, what the, the, like, as far as the cost of that, it can't be, th I mean, water. <laughs> You're on to something. You know, water. You're on to something. I mean, you can't do it here, <laughs> but I'm saying up north in Wisconsin, water. You bring up a valuable, uh, hey, that's those pretty tater good. Tots? I mean, how expensive is water? <laughs> yeah, Casey, you just got some tater tots. Yeah, uh. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Apparently, Josh Scopey's going to join us. We haven't talked to him in a while. Can't wait, man. We'll do it. Football at 5. Tuesdays from Top Golf. Scopey joins us next on ESPN 690. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.